Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, episode 19. Uh, we are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, between Hong Kong and Macau. And I'm your host, as bloody always, Chris J. Bradshaw. But not just the host this week. I'm sipping a glass of French red wine. But we're not in France. I'm with none other than Anthony Benton. I'm back. He's back from his、um, extreme sporting accident, which I'm sure we'll go into in a minute. <laughs> He's back in the studio today. And Anthony, I mean, the reason we're sipping some nice red wine at such an early hour of the day is because we have none other than Wendy. Wendy, welcome, Wendy. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. Not Thank from, you for having me. Yeah, yeah, Wendy, not from Peter Pan. No. No. Do you have a surname? Oh,、uh, Wendy Wen. I like、My、that. My family name is Wen. Kind of alliteration on the W. Wendy Wen, right now. Yes. Wen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,、um, Wendy. It's lovely to have you in, and、um, you are our first guest that's actually brought alcohol. Um, to our to the podcast episode, but of course for the Sunday morning, yeah, this is my grape juice for breakfast. That is, of course, not because it's just a hobby of yours to drink alcohol so early, but your business and what you do in China is. If you can just explain to us and the listeners,、um, that would be marvelous. Oh, I have a wine store in Zhuhai and、uh, in the Huafa Century City area. It's called Cheers. We sell imported、uh, wines. From、uh, all over the world, and we have over fifty stores in China. And、uh, the one, the store in Zhuhai, is my own business. I love wine, and、uh, I like making friends. So in the store, I can do both. I'm very happy about my job. Yes, and、um, Wendy's place.、Um, if you're ever in Zhuhai, listeners, please take a trip down to it. It's a bit like Anthony. <clears throat> What I love about the business model is they've kind of taken wine and they've gone. Let's make wine accessible to everyone. You know, all all the Chinese, not just rich people who go around the world all the time. Let's make it not so.、Um, how do we say?、Uh, exclusive. Yeah, exclusive, pompous. Let's. And, and in, in what way? Why? Because you have a vast <coughs> range of different priced wines. Uh, yes, uh, most、okay. of our wine are、um, around one hundred, two hundred RMB, and、uh, it's very good price value. It is, and if you go there, if you're friends with Wendy, listeners. I actually go there all the time. Well, obviously to see Wendy, but she always cracks open a bottle for me when I go in. 
which is very nice because she has a lot of bottles um, in her shop. So uh, you are a, a fantastic host, but of course we're hosting you today. So it's a, a little bit different. Um, now, Anthony, what I was saying was when you look at the colour of the place, it almost comes across, it's red and white. That's the, you know, in the logo of the smile, a bit like China Jedi's logo, actually. But it comes out very not wine shoppy at all. It's more like, um, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, a fast food burger joint. Um, or should I say a convenience store? The look of it, it's much more common, I would say, more common than your normal wine shop with, um, you know, wooden shelves oh, okay, and so, yeah, all that. I see what you're going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they've gone for that very middle ground kind of thing, and I think it's worked very well, yeah. It's 50, uh, 50 yes, we were trying to keep everything simple, just uh, red and white. And we are trying to avoid those uh, dark wooden floor like normal wine cellar. Switzerland, you want to be neutral. Yes, and uh, as you know, the owner of our company is a lady from Switzerland. The mm. color oh, is okay. also red and white. Oh, just the oh, same oh, like the go. this Jedi podcast. Well, we just thought being in China, we'd copy you. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but anyway, yeah, red and white. And of course, Chinese very um, enamored by the color red. Um, so that works very well, which is probably why red wine's so nice here. Is, I mean, do you is think red wine more popular than white yeah, wine? Yeah, that's a good question. The Chinese Stop customers. taking my questions. <laughs> uh, you mean red wine and white wine? Yeah, or white yeah which, is, which is more popular? Oh, okay. No, not baijiu, not rice wine, normal, normal wine from the grape. Mm -hmm. What's more popular? Is it the red because red's more, you know, lucky in China? Oh, I think, yeah, you are right. Red wine is maybe more famous than white wine mm. in China because. Uh, most of the people think red wine is classy and high-end and I believe most of the Chinese people don't know white wine very well. Because yeah. if you say white wine in China, they think baijiu, right? Yes. Literally white wine. Well, yes. by, by, yeah. by being white, yeah, baijiu being alcohol, white alcohol, yes. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, I may have to come up with another name, Anthony. What, yeah. do, what do you say for white wine and white grape wine? Uh, in Chinese? Yeah. Bai pu tao jiu. Ah, so you have to say white grape wine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I never really thought about that actually, because I mostly drink red. So I haven't had to also buy puto. Do you normally drink at 11 o'clock? Puto. Okay, Anthony. Puto. Do you drink red wine normally at 11 o'clock in the morning? Every day. Yeah. That's why we. Morning breakfast ritual. I, the re, if you look at the researchers' faces after hearing that, shocked. I'm going to get yeah. fired now. They're not having any wine. It's strictly professional. Okay, so Wendy, um, lovely. Um, cheers for that. Um, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so, you're not from Zhuhai, though, of course, are you? You're from. Uh, you mean my hometown? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Henan Province, okay. middle of China. So, what brought you to Zhuhai, and when? Uh, I came to Zhuhai last year. March, and yes, I knew, just wanted to, to open a wine shop here, after living in Beijing for 10 years. Why Zhuhai? Uh, because before me and my husband, we were boyfriend and girlfriend then, we came travel in Zhuhai a couple of times. We just fell in love in this city, and uh, when we get married, we decided to buy an apartment in Zhuhai, and slowly move our life from Beijing to Zhuhai. Anthony, Zhuhai Tourist Board, listen to that <laughs> clip it, yeah? Yeah, it'd have to ask us for the copyright. Get involved in the housing market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get tractorists <laughs> selling my house. <laughs> I, yeah, I've just poured myself another glass of this. It's really slipping down. This one that we're actually drinking now. It's Tops a, up then, chief. Uh, uh, Pinot Noir. Um, it's from France. Yes. 
And um, so, so is this a mid-price one? Where does this come in at in terms of price? You know, if you wanted to get this, it's called it's called tussock jumper. Very creative. Yeah, it creates an mm -hmm. uh, interesting image, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a very interesting company. They have wine factories actually in most of the countries in the world, like Argentina, mm -hmm. Chile, and uh, France, uh, America. Uh, it's a very good price value uh, brand. How much then, Wendy? For uh, someone to go this down? one for VIP price in the store is 97.2 RMB. That's not bad. I, I, I guess for, you know, we're not in France and Spain now, listeners. We can go into the supermarket and buy lovely wine for three, for, you know, three euros. Um, I'd say, like, in China, you probably have to treble the price. Right? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Right, roughly right? Mm -hmm. yeah. For the equivalent bottle that, say, you would buy in England or France, you pay three times the price in China, right, because of import. When it's imported. Yes, and because that. the wine tax in China is very high, yeah, almost 50%. High. 50, yeah? Yes. I mean, there's a picture, listeners, under Tussock Jumper, which is the title of the, the label of wine, mm -hmm. and it's a picture of a pig, mm -hmm. and he's alive, and uh, it could be a she, of course, and it's got like a red jacket over it. Mm -hmm. So that's clearly made for China, right? Uh, no, no? it's not a Chinese company. So that label they'll use in France, do you think, as well? Uh, I think so, because each animal represents a country. So, I don't understand why pig represents French, but, mm. uh, I mean, Truffles, France. maybe? Maybe, though, maybe they've done it. It's been sent to China, and maybe the pig is. And the red, it just seems very Chinese for me, that. Yeah. Um, like, too much. Uh, so, well done, uh, French Vineyard. You're really <laughs> thinking of your international marketing efforts. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So, um... Well, I think it's time for uh, Sunday morning question of the week. Getting a bit tipsy. Sunday morning. Sunday morning question of the week. There, I put a question to you, um, Wendy, Anthony, myself. Here we go. What's your favourite drink and why? A simple one. What's your favourite drink and why? And I'm, I'm guessing by that it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Um, this morning, it's wine. <laughs> what's your favourite drink and why? Who wants to go first my with that one? First. Okay, my go on then, Anthony. <laughs> Actually, my favourite drink is white wine, especially Riesling from uh, Germany. Okay. And uh, I have this very special bottle in my shop. It's called Peter and Peter Riesling. I even have the picture of the bottle on my business card. Peter and Peter? That's the brand. Okay, so I'll have a Peter and Peter, please. Yes, Peter and Peter Riesling. Wow. Okay, mm. and is it fizzy? Is it, uh, you know, Chardonnay? What, what is it? It's white wine. The grape's name is called Riesling. It's very famous in Germany. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never never tried it. Um, you should come to my shop. I, I'll, be, I'll be there. What time do you open? <laughs> mm, time. Straight after this podcast. <laughs> what time do you open, by the way? Because you're always there. Uh, we open from 11am to 12 at night. So, see, 11am to start. Do you get many people start drinking at that time? No, not Usually. really. No. <laughs> Just us no. then, yeah. <laughs> okay, marvellous. So that's good. So yours is a white wine from Germany. Um, but that's... But that's a favourite drink, like alcoholic. Is mm. that your favourite drink out of everything? Oh yeah, that's tea, just... cola, water, milk. He likes yes, to try and answer soft drinks. Yes, yeah. he likes to answer guests' okay. questions for them. As <laughs> it, <laughs> if you could answer yours, what's your favourite drink? I'd have to go with tea. Okay, mm. there you go. Big bad and British. Would, oh yeah, because English. Um, trying to steer clear of milk so much these days. Because oh, of your Lemon IBS. tea, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so T, how many sugars are you? A sugar man or? Honey. Darling. Please, Anthony, don't call me that in podcast. You know you like it. <laughs> what do you put in your tea to yeah, make I, it? Honey. Darling. Oh, oh, I see, right, okay. Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Okay, so you're a, you're a honey man with tea and sometimes uh, milk if the stomach allows. By the way, um, you told us that you were doing extreme sports. You couldn't come in last time um, when we had the poet in. Yeah. What, what was the reason? Like so you did your back or something? Face jumping. Um, was that out your back? in the landing, like coming down from the cliff face in. Uh, Where was that? In Ar- to- Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> did you pick up any wine? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a dodgy landing. My ankle slipped out and uh, on a bit of a jagged rock and twisted hey. my back. This is the list. Good though. Yeah, it's a few times now though. This has happened. <laughs> the listeners are going to obviously clearly think there's a you know a little bit clumsy. Wow, extreme sports. You know things happen, don't they? Okay, great. Thank you very much. Well, it's great to have you back. That's why um, it's extreme. Some would say. What about your favourite tea? Yes. So my favourite tea. Favourite tea. Dunkin' biscuits. But I do find. Where we live, it's very hot, so I'm not one to go towards hot drinks. Although they say it cools you down. Hot Ice steam, lemon tea. Moranically. Mm. No, I'm going to go for soda water, fizzy mm. water. And then what I do is I pick up an essential oil, lemon. <laughs> Here we go, there's a plug for his oil business again. <laughs> Anthony, the only sales, the, the only snake oil salesman in this room I'm looking at now. Um, He's looking in the mirror, by the way, isn't he? <laughs> I put a lemon, some essential lemon oil, which oh. is literally like putting lemon in a couple of drops, and it's just, it turns it into a lovely lemon spritzer. It is tasty, spritzer. Yes, too. Um, That one I wouldn't put in there, that's uh, elevation. It's just to show the okay. listeners, because of course they can see everything we're doing. The citrus bliss <clears throat> right there. Yeah, I just normally put the lemon in, but, so soda water, mm. and um, mixing it. Soda water's so expensive. It's like four kwai for a can of fizzy water. Really? Yeah. I never drink soda water. Well, if you did, you'd be in the same... Well, I don't know. Four quite expensive? I think for a can of fizzy water. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Okay, water great. Water well. should be free, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you should just get a straw, mate. Put some fridge, some water in the fridge, get a straw. And blow into blow, it. Yes. Yeah. Blow some bubbles, mate. Save you loads of money. Well, I could get you to help. You like blowing. Um, off we go, then. Up, I'll stick up my butt, blow you some bubbles. <laughs> Okay, that was a, that was a real piggish piggish laugh there. Let's move on, shall we? Oh, how lovely! It's time to guess who. We've got to remember. Mm, okay then, guess who then? Anthony, great to have you back to fail again. I'm sure. Although Wendy, being Chinese, I think you might have a good tag team partner today. I, think. I hope so. I hope your knowledge of famous Chinese people is really good. Because we're relying on you for this, not me. <laughs> I'll do my best. I always get it wrong. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some clues, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so this person, famous, of course, is Capricorn Ox. Yeah, that's their star signs. Mm-hmm. There you Ox. go. You know who it is now, right? Um, mm-hmm. Quite tall. One metre sixty-three. Yeah. One metre sixty-three is yeah. tall. What are you? One metre sixty-eight. Okay. Is that tall? Oh, yes. Everybody's quite tall, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're um, proud of that, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, they do Did you say, work hard for it? <laughs> they do say ladies from north of China are um, taller, aren't they, than the ladies down south? I heard that. Yeah, so, in general, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so quite, there you go. You learn, learn lots on this uh, podcast, listeners. Okay, so this person was actually, well, she's pretty tall for where she's from. She's born in Guangzhou. Mm. Yeah, China. 
Yeah, mm. well in third. Uh, well pour her another one, Anthony. She's a bit sharp today. Ninth um, of January, nineteen eighty-six. She was born, so she's thirty-one years old. But you'd have known that because I said she was an ox. Um, her net worth, slightly good, one point seven million dollars, US dollars. That's how much she's worth. Yeah, if you wanted to sell her. Because we all have a value. Everything does. I'm worth fifty quid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Um, okay, so if you're one of those people who live to be fashionista, then this person can give you tons of tips to up your game. This YouTuber has some easy and amazing tips up her sleeve that can crack you into a smile in a jiffy. From diet and fitness to beauty and cosmetic videos to simple everyday hacks... Did I, did I just hear you say YouTuber? Uh, you did indeed. Now, please... She has it all in her channel. Basically a Chinese, she's been brought up in Australia and hence all her beauty tips and hacks have a multicultural tinge to them. Yeah, we've really mixed it up a bit today with the red grape. The mix is her USP and one of the main reasons why people all over the world are super attracted to her YouTube channel. With over 5 million subscribers, and way more than 50 million views, nearly as many as China Jedi, Anthony. Her impact on the youth of today is well explained. Anthony, you're not allowed to use telephones no, or telephone's tablets turned off. I'm not doing to it get anymore. the answers. Re Apparently you are on your last life. <laughs> uh, yes, extreme or not. Two. Um, she quit her full-time corporate job and decided to make her dreams of making it big in the world of videos a reality. While quitting a secure job is not something most people can do, she decided to take the leap of faith, and she sure has made a smart move, influencing lives of millions in a positive way. Mm, you too. She was initially just that regular corporate employee who had a routine 9 to 5 job and earned a handsome six-figure salary. Six more than us. Um, she occasionally used to blog a little bit to let out her creative juices, but nothing for monetary purposes. However, to make a mark for herself in the world of videos was her dream, and that she just couldn't ignore. On the 9th of September 2010, dear Wendy and Anthony, she joined YouTube and said a forever goodbye to her 9-to-5 job. She was serious about video making and within a short span of time reached over a million subscribers. la di da di da Oh, she loves her fans and doesn't miss a single opportunity to let them know. She personally feels that the day she quit her career to make a living on YouTube was the biggest decision of her life. She's also a huge fan of <laughs> Taylor Swift, Justin Timberlake, and adores China Jedi to an end. <laughs> you like this person? No? Not good at the moment, Wendy? You are big on no. YouTubers. As long as you say YouTube. Do you watch a lot of YouTube? No, God, that's the point. You can't access it. Yeah, well, it's banned in China. Come on, yes. China Jedi, that, that's it. Well, apparently she has a lot of Chinese subscribers who've obviously realised how to get a VPN. You're going to um, try and get people in trouble, aren't you? Pour her another one, Nancy. Some of her famous quotes. This mm -hmm. is going to help. Mm -hmm. I'm a normal girl with an obsession with beauty products and shopping. I have lived on instant noodles to buy handbags, spent over 10k in shoes on one month and wore $2 dresses. I think that's any girl's model. Oh, I like your style, Wendy. Get down to cheers. Do. You, you, Get down to cheers. To instant noodles so you can buy more shoes. Yes, I would. <laughs> she carries on. She says, you can say I've tried many things and learnt from it. Fast forward a few years later, 
Over 185,000 people visit my website on a monthly basis and I currently have the most subscribed Asian beauty channel in Australia. One more quote. When I first started, I would have imagined, I wouldn't have imagined hitting a million subscribers um, as that would have been surreal and sublime. But it happened much like a birthday. You're extremely excited, but on the actual day, you feel pretty much the same as you did yesterday. So she's <laughs> humble and grounded, this girl. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe. You can guess. <laughs> and too old for? For those watching YouTube and talking, yes, <laughs> she's 31. Shoes. 31, Anthony, girl on YouTube. I thought you'd probably be close to this, <laughs> clearly not. Listeners, okay, well, we'll come back to that later. So you can have a little think while mm -hmm. you drink more wine, okay? Um, okay, that'll help, right? Quick, let's yeah, turn on YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> Opens the subconscious. Um, let's move on then to um, Dway but Dway because this is just the way it's meant to be. Yes, we start with another glass of wine, because I think we all need it. Um, Dwayne Dway, then I'm going to ask, uh, tell you a completely useless or very useful fact, and you're going to tell me if it's true or correct. The only problem you have is you have to agree with this man over here. Well, well no, he has we, to agree with you. We have to agree. Yeah. Not you have to agree with me. Actually, I quite like that, though. Well, yeah. Telling a beautiful young lady she has to agree with me. A beautiful tool. It be very dangerous for her, though. <laughs> okay, Anthony. Thank you for that. Let's uh, let's let's move on, shall we, to um, the Dwayne Dwayne. So here we go. The world's biggest red wine consumers are the Chinese. The biggest, the world's biggest red wine consumers are the Chinese. Discuss that. What is consumers? Sorry. The purchasing of a product. <clears throat> oh, like the buyer? Most amount of people that buy it and oh. use whatever they buy. You don't have to buy to consume though. Anthony does that a lot of the time. It's called a blag. You actually take something, consume it for free. Oh, yeah, so I see. It doesn't have to buy it. That's very like, good Like when Chris comes down to your store to say hi and he ends up uh, drinking lots of wine with you and then going home without buying anything. You know? uh, yeah, but yeah, that's that not a yeah. It does happen a lot. It does happen a lot. But of course, when it, we, do have a, we do have also a, another relationship, don't we? we? We work with each other at the Magic Island. Yes. And you provide... Um, cheers more, actually more comes wine. to the Magic Island. Or invites you for a podcast where, again, you bring more free wine. That's why you invite me here, right? You want me to bring wine. <laughs> and then he calls me the blagger. It's good, isn't he? Hey, they don't call me Chris Blagshaw for nothing, Anthony. Okay, so, um, yeah, discuss that then. What do we think about that, um, Wendy? Well, oh, Anthony. Wendy, I think it's probably true. Why? Because... So many people in China? Yeah, and also more and more Chinese people drinking wine instead of Chinese baijiu. Oh, so it is becoming a lot more popular in China? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And mm. as you said, a huge population in mm. China. What do you think, Anthony? You don't really think... A, lot, a large population, though, is still in the countryside, right? Mm -hmm. in China. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I don't like have this image of like a little country village with Chinese people in there, you know, their pointy bamboo hats or bushy bush, bushy? 
Wicker, wicker, wicker hat. So Drinking like a glass of French red wine, you know, like, I with a baguette and some olives. Yeah. I understand Slice what you say. Yeah, it's in Brie. But there Down are there. also quite a few Chinese, a small group of Chinese people with a lot of money mm. can mm. purchase lots of wine. And um, I heard this story from my husband back when he was working in the coal mines, drinking with those rich Chinese coal miners. They just like the really nice French wine, La Fête, La Tour, mm. they just fill the glass full and then gambe, gambe, imagine oh, how yeah. many bottles they drink per night. Yeah, because yeah. when the Chinese do consume, they consume, you go to restaurants, the amount of food they order and they leave. Mm-hmm. You can imagine if they get the whole wine thing going on, then that could get silly. I'm not trying to sway you either way here. I'm, I'm very much being the middle ground, as I always am. Okay, so you take it as you want. See... My thinking is there's a big population in China, but I'm wondering if red wine has become popular enough yet mm. to spread out enough for that. But like you said, there's so many people here, you know, the, the China always wins on numbers. Yes. So, I think <laughs> he's trying to sway us to saying <laughs> true, but I have this feeling that it's false. I, no, I, listen, mm. the listeners that are listening will probably think, hmm. I think we should go with the wine professional who runs a wine shop. She probably knows a little bit more than Anthony would know. Be one can know. Definitely trying to swing you. He always tries to slip me out of the way. <coughs> In that case, then maybe it's false. No, you go with whatever you believe is true. Don't. Well, you've you both got as well as you do. You both got to agree here. This is nothing to do with me. Okay, it's just okay. A, a fact here. You know. What, what about in your shop then? Mm-hmm. You have uh, mostly foreigners or mostly Chinese customers? Okay, in my shop, uh, the customers is half half, half foreigners, okay. half Chinese. But the Chinese people definitely buy way more wine than than foreigners. Just in my shop. Because like you have a lot like Chris yeah. come down and. No, I mean Chinese free. people will will <laughs> buy buy more. Yeah, they have this, Chinese yeah. understand the meaning of a shop. Yes. To actually mm. go in and purchase something. Yeah, if more people like Chris, I'm going to go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, listeners, this is this is quite tragic. This is what happens when some people get drunk. Um, Their the real side Gang goes out. Yeah. On the host. Okay, so <clears throat> let's conclude this one, shall we? I'm getting an earful from the researchers. Mm-hmm. Um, the world's biggest red wine consumers are the Chinese. You're, is it true or false? You're the wine expert, Wendy. I shall trust your judgment. Your initial instinct was uh, to say true. I know a little bit about wine, maybe more than you, but I'm no way near an expert. So, what's a wine expert called? Sense, sense, sensimilia? No, that's stuff you smell. Alcoholic. What, no, they, what, what do you call a wine taster? You know, in a. Yes, but uh, in English. <laughs> oh, gosh, in English, it's I, called a sense. Sensimilia or something. Yeah, someone that pours I'm not sure wine. What you're thinking about. Jimmy Tang, episode six or seven. That's that's what we need. We need him here. It's a uh, Sensanino or something. I, you don't even know, do you, Anthony? No, wine taster. That's interesting. Yeah, well, a professional wine who's trained in it and knows how to pour it and talk about it is called a Sensi. Bullshitter. Listeners, send your emails in um, and your hate mails for Anthony One Kenobi Two. Okay, true or false? Um, the world's biggest red wine consumers are the Chinese. You're asking me? Go true. I'll go with your initial instincts. Okay. You want to say true? true. Yeah. We're saying true. Okay. So these drunkards say true. The answer is... False. It's true. Oh, it's true. Okay. Nice. There you go. Yay. Moral. Five. 
Give you five. It was all all Wendy's. That's why I gave her five. Yeah. You'd see that, listeners. For the whole of that argument, he was trying to persuade you the other way. Yeah. You stayed. You stayed. I like that. You were steadfast. I don't know who to trust now. No, neither do we, Wendy. It's never trust the black. Sure. It's a terrible world out there. It really is. Don't trust China Jedi. Yeah. When you drink wine, trust no one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anthony, <laughs> give her another one. Um, let's move on to China Jedi topic time. Ting dong, you got it all wrong. Great then, China Jedi topic time. Well, audience. Oh, we should have a cheers. Yeah. We cheers, cheers, guys. cheers for cheers. Oh. Yes, cheers, yeah, cheers. Here's the cheers. And listeners, if you're listening at a reasonable time, then why don't you pop yourself out another a bottle of wine yourselves and cheers. Did we actually mm. mention the name of your business? Did you say it was called Cheers? Uh, cheers. Because we've had he all these references cheers. to Cheers, but without actually mentioning to the listeners that that is actually the name of your business. Where do you reckon oh, they yeah. got that name from then? I don't know. It's not like there's a famous no, American no. TV sitcom. No, it's just very simple. Yeah. We sell wine. We want people was... to all drink together. That's why we name our brand Cheers. Yeah, what's they that song? Make Everybody... a TV show about it, shouldn't they? Yeah. You know, like in a bar maybe with everyone drinking, a load of friends. Yeah, you'd have the... Yeah, saying Cheers. Yeah, yes. That, that, yeah. I, like, I used to love that movie. Everybody knows your name. Ted Danson, the guy with the wig. He was the guy that used to... He was the main guy, yeah? Did he have a wig, really? Yeah, yeah, and then you had Cliff and Norm, no. didn't you? Norm was the postman, or Cliff was the postman. It's an American sitcom called Cheers. Mm, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, Cheers, stop talking. Yeah, um, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so, this um, topic we're going to discuss today, um, strangely not unique, listeners, you've probably got the gist of the current um, topic and theme. We're going to talk about wine. And this question was sent in from a Miss Tara Dickoff, in Nanjing, and Miss Dickoff says, Why does wine made in China taste so bad? Ooh, Why does goodness. wine made in China taste so bad? Now, I have to say... That's a generalisation. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, the wine we're drinking now that Wendy from Cheers in Zhuhai has brought us so is red Chinese wine. lady yeah. in a wine shop in that China. Has brought us... Brought us wine from... France. Oh. Uh, with a pig <laughs> on the front. So let's put this to you first of all, Wendy. I think it's actually a boar, and it's a reference to truffles. It is a boar. It's a boar, not a pig, and mm. it's a tussock. Sure. It's a tussock. Is yeah. I learned the um, grass. A tussock learned... jumper. It jumps over grass because it looks for truffles. I learned the Chinese character for boar today. Quite an interesting boar? one. Yeah, about seven or eight strokes. Anyway, um, put uh. the violin down. Let's uh, let's move on then with this. Then why does wine made in China taste so bad? Thank you for writing in with this, um, Tara, um, from Nanjing. Let's go with this then, um, Wendy. What do you think? I mean, would you say that's true? Uh, that's a common sort of Chinese wine. Mm. But um, what's what's a common normal Chinese wine? Great Wall. Like the brand, yeah, Changyu Great Wall. Mm, Changyu. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a normal thought of uh, Chinese wine. But you know, come on, when you go to the supermarket and you see those Great Wall Changyu, they're great. Yeah, the. <laughs> if you only want to spend 20 RMB to buy a bottle of wine, no matter where it's from, of course it's not going to be excellent. Can, can I just say though, if mm -hmm. you're in France, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've been to France, you're have you been to France? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can actually get um, a good bottle of wine for 20 RMB. Three, three euros. Yeah. It, no, 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 it no. depends who you talk to though, doesn't it? Because well, I, I, no some people to, wouldn't I even put that in for. their cooking 
What yeah, well, whatever. You have to drink when you're talking about like billionaires that probably spend ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars on a bottle. You know, to them that's gonna taste revolting, isn't it? But I don't know. To I us don't know. Mere mortals that can't afford ten thousand dollars. I'm just saying, though. I think very wine. much the market here. What you've just said is very true. They probably don't think you can get a good wine for two, three. Um, uh, euros or, or 20, 30 R&B. But actually, uh, as some of the listeners I'm sure know, you can, um, but you've got to be in the right place at the right time. We are certainly not in China. So, yeah, carry on, Wendy. So clearly you're saying this is not a, a, a statement that you would completely agree with. Yeah, but also, like, the wine culture is relatively new in China. It takes us, you know, longer time to... to um, to pro, uh, promote the system mm. and everything, and I believe over time the Chinese wine will have a very perfect system like French, Italy, and Spain they have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> how do, you, do you know how long they've been making grape wine in China? Yes, four thousand six hundred years. Grape wine. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've read... Um, I, was, really? I, I didn't know, even know Grains, that. grains they've been using oh, a long yes, time in China, right? Yeah, no, they weren't, grape wine. they weren't putting their bare feet on wine 4,600 years ago. Maybe, Anthony, yeah, you're right there. China's got a bigger history with grains, right? Which is when you have baijiu and yeah. spirits. Yes. I mean, when I first came to China, I'll just look at my experience here with wine. I love wine, but I'm not... Uh, Senses silly dini bibi. Yeah. Um, so when I came, you know, back in 2006 on business, there was hardly any wine anywhere here. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. You, you just couldn't see any like, wine. Was a. It was a. What do you call it? I'm losing my words here with this intoxication. It was a. It was something that was special, very special. Yeah. Special to get a glass in a restaurant and place like this, and then suddenly, in literally the last eight years, it has just gone. And, you know, I was seeing wine shops opening up next to each other, literally copying exactly the same way that the store would be designed, probably selling the same wines because, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit cottoned on that there was starting to be some rise in demand for this product. Yeah. And so it's just gone completely boom. There's tons of wine places everywhere. I know lots of uh, foreigners that are in the wine business, of course. Mm-hmm. A lot of bottles of wine that come and are drunk here are French, yeah? Mm-hmm. They're really into that. Mm-hmm. You know, when Bordeaux got really big and popular um, back in the day, it kind of spread, and now China's all about Bordeaux, Cabernet, Sauvignon, grapes, and things like this. Um, so, yeah, I've seen a massive expansion. I mean, Anthony, what do you think? You're a... Idiot. A wino. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a wino, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess um, you didn't see a lot of wine when I moved here 12, 13 years ago. No. Not as popular as Even in Beijing? Now, I guess. No, it was there, I guess. I mean, you could go to international supermarkets and stuff, but and they still, like you say, had the Great Wall and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I think Wendy probably knows more. I mean, are they developing the wine system here more now? Yes, uh, yes, and uh, I heard uh, a very nice vineyard in Shanxi province, actually. A vineyard in Shanxi province? Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing that I wonder is all these grapes around the world, for example, Italy, France, they naturally have these grapes, right, growing mm-hmm. in their land. Mm-hmm. And so wine developed in these areas, whereas 
these particular grapes that seem to make good wines, they don't naturally grow in China, do they? I they, they um, that's true, we were talking about that earlier. Right? Yeah, the, the, most of the grapes in China, they grow in Xinjiang, I think. It's uh, because the weather yeah. is very hot and uh, lots of sunlight all day long. And uh, like in my shop, we have a uh, Chinese wine. And it's called 1421, that's the brand. We have Chardonnay and Cabernet Sauvignon. 1421. These, yeah. are, Chi these are Chinese brands? Uh, yes, in <coughs> my with, shop. So with Cabernet Sauvignon. And Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Chardonnay great. From, yeah. from the Bordeaux region, yeah. Uh, they and where, grow are they, the, where are they, sorry, these They grow vineyards? the grapes in Xinjiang, okay. but they make the wine in Shandong province, where the Changyu factory is at. Okay, the big wine, mm -hmm. big wine company. Mm -hmm. And that tastes better then? I, I like it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's certain pockets of um, regions in China where the temperature is just right. Certain areas of Shangri-La, near Shangri-La, Xinjiang, of course, where they get the cold, because you can have the cold, but the problem is with the humidity, it can rot the, cause mold on the, on, the, on the stems and vines and things like this, it's a real problem. But I know they, they grow some in Xinjiang, Shangxi, uh, near mm -hmm. Beijing also has some uh, part, and a big region is the Ningxia Autonomous Region. Yes. Yeah, which, uh, which is, they have apparently 58,000 acres of vineyards planted so far, that's more than the 47,000 acres planted in Napa, California. Yeah. So there again, like ten years ago in China, you see roads eight lanes long. No one's on them. And you're thinking, why have they done that? And then suddenly they grow all these vineyards. Okay, not everyone, like you said, is drinking wine yet. But in ten years' time, probably mm -hmm. the majority will go that kind I of think, way. Yeah? I think the secret, because the original question is, why does Chinese wine not taste as good as foreign wine? Right. I don't I think, think that I was think, the original question, Auntie. Was that? Oh, no, I'm not sure. Oh, no, sorry, Chinese, sorry. Chinese, why does it, why, taste why so does it bad? not taste so good? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you okay, had in a comparison, maybe it's me drawing the comparison. Like, I've tried some Chinese wine. I haven't had a very expensive Chinese wine. That would be interesting to try to see. But the cheaper ones have definitely not been so good. Of course. And I think it's because. Regionally, they have to find the right area in China. Once they get the right grape that grows in the right conditions, mm -hmm. yes. in the right climate, then something's going to click. But I think they're still experimenting in China and finding the right combination of, yes. you know, the grape in the climate, in the area, in the process. Once mm -hmm. they find something that clicks, whoever does it, they're going to be rich. Can you give can... us some time? We will make very good wine in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean Chinese in general? I mean, yes. your, is your company dabbling uh, Chinese, at all? Or? Chinese okay. people. Can we dabble a bit more after you've opened that bottle there that I've seen you oh, just take out your handbag? Okay. <laughs> you want me to open yeah, it? Yeah, what is it? It looks rather... Uh, this is sparkling uh, wine from uh, Germany. Oh, we like that, don't we, Anthony? Yep, Germans. Yeah, bring over the German. You always like... Yeah, a bit of German. Yeah. Bit of, is it fizzy then, yeah? Oh, gosh, it yes. is, yeah. Pop that out. Marcus Bernard. If we, we are having a video or something, I can open this with a knife, remember? You, well, <laughs> yes, yeah, well... Really? Like samurai sword? You can chop the top of the bottle? <laughs> yeah, now, now, like a kung fu expert. It's just interesting that we should have really had a Chinese wine here today, Anthony. We should have gone and bought a 20 quai great wall. But the thing is... No, I would rather... <laughs> Wendy brought in a, like, a thousand quai. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I want a 20 yeah. quai bottle of great wall? No, Anthony, you're so picky. Um, anyway, but the, the great wall of China... Do they actually grow wine grapes on the Great Wall? 
Of course not. It's oh, just that, a on the wall. So, <laughs> so that's a bloody good idea. So that's a complete false advertising there straight away. Okay, we'll get our lawyers onto that. And number two, the Great Wall of China. Um, I'll pop it open, man. Come on, pop it open. Okay. Yeah, just pop it Ready? open. So, uh, the car company oh, Ford, for example, are you going to sue them because their cars aren't made on well, a. Great Wall is just like a, a symbol of China. That's why they name it Great Wall. No, it's not a symbol of wine at the moment, is it? Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say was, I actually bought, listeners, a bottle of Great, um, great Wall of Wine. Uh, great mm-hmm. Wine of. Great. Great Wine great, of Great Wall? Great. Great grapes of walls. Are you drunk already? And um, I bought one about eight years ago, and I opened it up and tasted it. I tasted it. It's probably like that. It was it was very interesting. But what I did was because I didn't want to drink any of it. Never bought one since. Wendy, uh, can you let me speak to the wine expert? (laughs) I put a spoon in it. It stood up. (laughs) Into the top, and I left it for a day. Mm -hmm. Now, listeners, here's a tip for you, perhaps. The next day I came to it and I thought, I'll give it another try. Mm-hmm. And because the oxygen had got in and it breathed a bit, and I left 24 really hours, dissolved. it actually tastes, tasted, <laughs> it tasted actually okay. How much did you pay for it? That must have been a top end 30 quid. Hang on, you left the bottle open for the night. Yeah, for the day. Well, a glass. Yeah. With a spoon in it. Yes. Why the spoon? Did well, the spoon attract no, toxins or I, I must have been drunk at the time the because the spoon, when you put a spoon into a fizzy bottle of wine, it stops the, the gas escaping so quickly and allows it to keep fizzing longer uh, if you put a metal Can spoon. Can we get a spoon and try this Did, now, did you not know that? Uh, There's another tip. But why I put it in a red um, bottle of Chinese grape... another tip. Have a spoon sticking out <laughs> yeah, yeah. We well, usually so just use your piece of cork. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So anyway, but my point is, if you do get to try a Great Wall of China, let it breathe for a bit, um, 24 hours. With a spoon if, in it. With <laughs> a spoon in it, we're actually... Don't poke yourself in the eye when you pick up your glass. Okay, let's try this German then, shall we? Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. Lovely. Mm, so, from the Chinese wine expert in a Chinese wine store in a Chinese city in China, we've had a glass of... French, and now a bottle of German. Yes. Where's the Chinese wine? In the store. <laughs> do, do, you sell China, do you sell Chinese wine in we the do. store? Okay, how much is your, your cheapest bottle of Chinese wine? Oh, that's tasty. Uh, we only have one kind, uh, the, the brand I just mentioned to you. Uh, each of them is 99 RMB. Okay, and what's the brand? Uh, 1421421. Oh, rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually like created in 1412, was it? Oh, no. no, it's just a brand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so this, Anthony, let's be real wine connoisseurs here. The smell is rather arid. <laughs> really? I don't even understand that word. Neither <laughs> do I. Um, kind of barren. From a barren. Dry, seedless. Mm. It smells... Infertile. It smells like you've just woken up after a heavy night. <laughs> of? Fun. <laughs> heavy night of fun. It fizzes on the tongue, mm. kind of quite, it comes across quite soury at the beginning and then a sweetness comes through, through the back of my... This is wine expert. This is the best <laughs> price value of sparkling wine. It's nice, it's quite yeah. Is this what you give me every time I come to your shop? Yes, yeah, so um, I just, like it too. It's, it's, it's bringing back memories. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is a Marquis Bernard, a demi-sec, mm-hmm. um, Vin Monsieur, Monsieur Blanc. La passion est remplie. Oh, c'est bon. But of course, it's German. Yeah. <laughs> it 
doesn't look very German. Bernard is clearly Anthony. Um, yeah, very nice. So how much would this cost? Nine. Seventy-nine point two. Yeah, seventy-nine. So about eight pounds. That's a day's work. <laughs> <laughs> just, just seeing if you're listening. Yeah, it's very nice. So let's go back to the wine topic. <clears throat> Interesting facts for you that my researchers have filled my. Um, Sheets with here. Yeah, we haven't discussed a lot of this topic. Chinese consumers drink more than 1.6 billion bottles of wine annually. Forecasts to grow by a further billion, okay, over the next year. Wow. Chinese now have the second biggest buyers of top claret by volume behind Germany. Behind, really? Behind Germany? Yeah, behind they, they are the second largest consumer. Behind the Germans, yeah. Wow. Okay. China imported 266 million litres of bottled, blood, I mean, bottled wine in 2012, 10% more than in 2011. Well, that's an old fact, we are talking about. Nearly half came from France, with Spain and Italy accounting for another 17%, according to the International Wine and Spirit Research. Does that go along with uh, the similar sales in your shop, mostly French, followed by Spanish and where, sorry? Italy. Italy. This? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chinese people will always come as well the French wine. Interesting. Because and in China especially Bordeaux is very famous. In so China. that's what they associate with quality red wine. Yeah. Or yeah. quality wine is France. Yeah. Whereas I'm I like a bit of a Chilean red. Or yes. a Medoc Argentinian. Which is strange it. because it's probably South African as well. Mm. Older yes. in Italy, right? What's that? What's that? Anthony? Wine. They probably have a longer history of wine than Italy oh, the, the than France. they do in France. Yeah, but it went... I was reading something. It went massive in the 1970s or something. It went, there was like a 40-year period where the grape was just perfect and France just picked up every medal going, you know. It's a bit like Real Madrid in the Champions League. They're just running away with it at the moment. Um, okay, so you'll like this one, Wendy. Spanish wine costing $3 or £2 a bottle has appeared in Chinese shops in the last year or so at the time, sceptics started a rumour that Jarbelan has substituted another vineyard's wine for its own. However, its fan base continues to grow. Last year, respected wine critic Jancis Robinson named the Grand Reserve 2009 as one of the two most promising wines she tasted on trips to the region. So, and I've noticed that, Anthony, in the local supermarket. There are like some, you can buy for 60 RMB, two bottles of Spanish red wine. And you always think to yourself... Hmm. Should I really? But bo- they're actually sure. even clipped together. Is it they're real? clipped together. <clears throat> you can pick it up and they clip together. Two cheap bottles of Spanish wine. Have you seen this, Wendy? Uh, in the supermarket. Yeah, it's this cheap, cheap foreign imported wine now. No, not really. Mm. I only see those uh, cheap Chilean wine. There are those really cheap Spanish wine. Okay, maybe you're just so busy with your business and constantly drunk um, to not see. Has been busy with business. But again, your lowest wine is how much? 45. Okay, so you do go down there. Where's that one from? Chile. Chile. Mm-hmm. Good old Chileans. Um, Marvellous. Okay, um, a little bit more uh, factual evidence um, of complete pointlessness, I suppose. Maybe or maybe not. Um, try this. This is from an article um, from a Beijing correspondent. When the European Union raised tariffs on Chinese solar panels earlier in the year, Chinese said it would investigate complaints from Chinese wine producers about the dumping of European wine on the Chinese market. I like how they kind of flip that. Dumping of... Yeah. Too many imported wines ruining our market of Chinese wine. Yeah? I like that. I can understand that point. 
For many, it was news that China made wine at all. That's a good PR, PR stunt. But it does of widely varying quality, as we've talked about. Like cough syrup, disgusting, it costs the teeth. 15 years ago, a group of Beijing expats tested a selection of Chinese, Californian and French wines. The Chinese stuff can't be that bad, can it? They asked each other. The answer was a resounding yes. Unanimously, the panel ranked the Chinese wines at the bottom of the bunch. The Chinese wine was by far the cheapest, but it showed. But how things have changed, as you said, Wendy. Though the Chinese market is still flooded with wine that would have rivaled the cough syrup vintage from 1998, <laughs> the growing number of Chinese wines are winning acclaim on the world stage. Jia Beilan. I mentioned this again. Jia Beilan. You know this. Is that a name? Or yeah, Jia Beilan. A, a tiny winery in China's northern Ningxia <coughs> province, which is the autonomous region, which we talked about earlier. Jia Beilan. Famously beat a host of French rivals in 2011 to collect an international gold medal for its Bordeaux-style Grand Reserve from 2009. So, I mean, clearly you're in the wine market, but it's actually so vast, you obviously haven't got fingers on everything, which is, you know, expanding market. Maybe you don't. So things are improving, huh? They're yeah, clearly. Starting to win awards. Clearly so, um, Anthony. Yeah. Um, now, apparently, I don't know if we touched on this, China has a shortage of quality wine grapes. Um, explains Jim Boyce, a Beijing-based wine aficionado, who writes the blog Grape Wall of China. There we go. There go. Plug for you. Well done, well done Jim. Like and that means that a lot of Chinese wines contains low-end grapes that aren't sweet enough to produce interesting wine flavours. Yeah. Um, most of the wine produced here is very thin. It's dry and tannic, not like the one we're drinking. Could you fill me up, please, Anthony? Certainly, yeah. yes. Squire. I shall do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all this reading's making me dry in the mouth. Uh, Jim explains, it's not very good quality. Luxury labels are wagering millions on the belief that it's possible to produce top-notch wine on China soil. Fungi Walker, a British woman, doesn't sound very British, who runs <laughs> a wine-tasting school in Beijing, and she's obviously married a British person, uh, blames China's geography for the shortage of good wine grapes. Most people assume that China is so big that there must be a place where grapes can thrive, but that's not true, she says. Fry? Thrive, Anthony. Thrive, yes. T-H. Thrive. Yeah, thrive. Um, most people assume, yeah, I've just said that, areas in China that are dry enough to allow grapevines to grow without succumbing to mould and disease are extremely cold in winter. So we're talking about Xinjiang and those areas. Mm. Walker explains forcing farmers to bury their vines to protect them from plummeting temperatures. That's what happens. That process makes wines more expensive and shortens the lifetime of the plants. Drinkable Chinese wines sold outside China will become a cool oddity, she says, but China will never be able to produce quality wine on a global scale. Do you agree with Wong Yi Walker? Not at all. Ooh, that, that, it, it is something that I've often wondered, though, is because, like, is the climate... I mean, it's a simple fact, right? You, some things don't grow in other parts of the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, there's lots true. of things you can't grow in England because mm -hmm. it's simply too cold for most of the time of the year. Mm -hmm. Rains a lot, which is generally pretty good for fertile land. <clears throat> but, you know... Some things don't grow in other parts of the world, so I, may, I'm, I'm, I am wondering, I don't mm. know, maybe the Chinese will conquer it, yeah. and we'll come up with a way, but I am wondering if they just simply don't have the right conditions to grow uh, the good grapes, you know? 
Yeah, I think it's already been proven like the vineyard I just mentioned uh, from uh, Shanxi province. Mm. They actually make really good wine. And okay. uh, I was lucky to try uh, yeah. some from the wine from that uh, vineyard. It was uh, very nice actually. So yeah, I see, don't think uh, the, the weather or climate or the soil are not suitable for grapes in China. Okay. Well, that's why I have to admit that I'm not fully knowledgeable in it because I haven't tried these good quality ones yes. from these good areas so I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know but I, ha I have wondered you know if they can grow yep. the grapes as well as they do I think the weather soils are fine but what we need to improve is the, the technology the processing and the, part, yes. not the actual growing of the grape yes. so you think China can grow the grapes just yeah. as well okay. yeah of course just uh, over time we will have like global standard quality wine yeah well this article finishes mm -hmm. with there is already some Chinese wines that can stand comparison to European Australian or American outputs yeah mm -hmm. which we've kind of said and if the optimists are right the days of Chateau cough syrup are numbered Chateau yeah <laughs> yeah great by the way interesting I didn't know this mm -hmm. who are the biggest wine producers in the world the biggest wine producers yeah Biggest wine producers. Oh, it probably wouldn't surprise me if that's the Chinese as well now. Okay, well you're absolutely completely wrong. That's normal. <laughs> okay, France or... Okay, can you stop? Uh, stop embarrassing yourself, Anthony. Uh, Have another drink. Now, Italy. California. Italy is, is the world's is okay. biggest wine producer. and But they're only number four in terms of the biggest wine consumer. China being number one, of course. And obviously lists are passed by France and Portugal. So it must be China, France, Portugal, Italy in terms of consumption. But for production, it's the Italians. Yeah. So they Which are makes sense to me. But when you see how small the country is though, Anthony, as well, they've really got that right, haven't they? <coughs> okay, let's well, move on then. Boot of vines. Yeah. Okay, great. Wendy, thank you for that. Some interesting stuff for us to mull over <laughs> as we continue drinking. It's time for Jiggle Jaggle John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle Jangle John Wen then. Let's learn a bit of Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, Wendy, obviously um, a Chinese native. Uh, is there some phrase that you use a lot in Chinese that maybe we could learn from you? Uh, like some phrase I always say. Oh yeah, they're, they're the best. Yeah. Um, also not rude. Okay. Because we're not rude on Chinese. Um, is that okay if it's a little bit rude? Yes, <laughs> absolutely okay. <laughs> well, what the hell? Go for it. So there are words I always say. I always say wu la. Wu la means I'm speechless. I have no comment about what you say. Well, I'm glad you didn't say that today when we were speaking. <laughs> she was thinking it a lot. Wu la. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wu la. I think I'm speechless. I, I, I don't know what to say. I like mm. that. So let's let's break it down. Mm -hmm. Wu Yula. So there's three three words. Mm -hmm. So we've got the first one is Wu. And what tone is that? Second tone. So Wu. Okay, mm -hmm. lovely. And that means? Uh, like don't have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't have. Wu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wu. And then we got Yu. Third tone. Third tone. Mm -hmm. Yu. And that mm -hmm. means? Yu means like 50 million things, or... doesn't it? Let's be honest. No. But what does it mean in this context? <laughs> no, in this context, that means words. Or a sentence, like I have no words, no sentence. Okay, mm. so don't have words, and then le obviously being... Like le just is just the, the past. Meaning. Yeah, tense, it means right? the past. There's no tense on that, is it? It's just yeah. neutral, le. Yeah, well, it means something that's 
happened in the past. now. Yeah. I've done kind of like yes. I've eaten, I've walked, I'm here. So again then, wall eula, mm. meaning don't have... Speechless. Speechless. Mm-hmm. Got no words for you right now. Yeah, okay, so what's... Speak the, to the hand. Speak to the hand, because the person... <laughs> so when would, yeah. you, when would you say that? Who do you use that a lot with? Customers, I hope not. Uh, I, I should never say that to customers, I shouldn't. <laughs> okay, okay, so it's very much uh, something you say with friends, yeah? Yes, yes, uh, with someone you are very close. Your okay. husband, I think you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah, I say that to him a lot, because he do a lot of... Because you know. husbands are like that, right? <laughs> yeah, they just say things and things. Like, there's yeah. just nothing you can say to husbands sometimes, yeah. is there? Yeah, so sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> just leave me alone, you know. Yeah. Pour, Speechless. Pour me another glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so let's all go around together then. So Wendy, you mm. first as the expert. Mm. Say it again. Give you an example? No, no, say oh. say the expression again. Wu Yu La. Wu Yu La. Mm, okay. Very good. Oh, marvelous. <laughs> Great. There you go, listeners. Um, that's one to use, but make sure you know them very well. Chris, okay. I have one thing to say to you. <laughs> oh, please, Anthony. Oh, you la. Honey. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jedi Sif of the Week. Oh, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, me. Okay, Jedi Sif of the Week, then let's shine some light in the darkness of recesses of mind. Let's start. I'm going to start with a Jedi today, Anthony. Oh. Yeah, well, you can't boo a Jedi. Uh, Wendy, give us your Jedi of the week. Of this week? Yeah, the week, well... Someone good in your life. Someone good in your life. spreading love and light. Spread the love. Okay, I would say my Jedi of the week is my boss, Claudia Masuger, which Ooh. is also the CEO of Cheers Wines. Okay, Claudia, mm-hmm. you are the Jedi of the Jedi. Yeah. Can you be the Jedi of the Jedi? Why is that then? Because, um, you know, she is that kind of person when you around her and you feel like yourself is full of uh, positive energy. Is that because you're drunk when you're with her? Or? No, no, no. No, it's, no. <laughs> no, it's just sometimes, you know, the work can be frustrating, you know, and tired all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she always texts me and calls me like... Um, you know, always say, you can do it. Uh, her favorite phrase is, you rock. Right. So every time I talk to her in the phone or text her, and I always feel like full of positive energy. You always feel like you rock. Yes, I rock. <laughs> I like that, Claudia. You keep doing that. That's Where brilliant. is she from? Uh, Switzerland. Oh, okay. Same yes. girl you mentioned earlier. Okay. Yes. Anthony, I'd just like to pass on a message to our listeners. Listeners? You rock. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks very much, uh, Claudia. Lovely. We're moving cavalry in sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, just remember to bring some bottles. Uh, okay, Anthony, what was your Jedi of the week? Well, I haven't got back from my extreme sports yes. event. Crutchless now. Um, yeah, off the crutches into the hospital bed. Yeah, okay. Uh, my chiropractor at uh, Zhongshan Hospital. Because <laughs> he helped me out. Chiropractor? <laughs> Chiropractor, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name, Anthony? Doctor Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Wang. Okay, brilliant. Chiropractor <laughs> number Wang. five. Not Wang. He didn't get his Wang out. Doctor Wang. 
Doctor Wang. Doctor Wang. Doctor Wang. 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 Okay. It's spelled Wang. So he sorted you out, did he? Yeah, he gave me a real good massage, twisted my back, and like yeah. clicked a few bits into place, yeah. and yeah, I'm good to go. Yeah. Okay. Rock on. Yeah, it's great. Rock, rock on. <laughs> rock on with Doctor Wang. Okay, marvelous. Wong. Am I wrong? You're not Wong. He's okay, Wong. Right, okay. He's Wong. Um, onwards we go. Gosh, listeners, we must end this show very soon. Um, my Jedi of the week is um, lovely. Yes. So uh, last week, um, lovely. I went, <coughs> no, last week I went to is that Hong your Kong. Masseuse? Be quiet, Anthony. Last <laughs> week, dancer. Hello, my lovely. Last week I went to Hong Kong to see a very old friend of mine, um, Sunny Bargaji, who lives in Pune, India. I used to live with him when I was in India, and um, I hadn't seen him for seven years. And he came for a business trip. Um, with um, his business partners from India. And I saw him uh, for a few days. I went to stay with him in the hotel in Cali. It was lovely. It was really nice. Indian people, I just absolutely love. I, there is no people in the world I can sit down to after just meeting for five minutes. Obviously, I know Sonny, but his business associates. And I'm talking about past lives and karma and things like this with someone I've only just met for five minutes. Only in India have I, in my small time I've been on this planet, found such people, and they really are marvellous. It gave me a, some big strength to carry on through the challenges that we do so come in front of listeners. Um, so, yes, Sunny Bhargaji, I love you, my brother. Knowing That's that my... you're, you're reincarnated, that you're in this position in life because you're being punished? Or... <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Um, did let's, you do something wrong in your past life? Let's move on. I'm sure I did a lot of things wrong. Um, and look what they punished me with. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. You, so, you deserve me, mate. So, it's your own fault. No one deserves you. <laughs> Anthony, pour wow. another one. Um, okay, pour so, me another one. <laughs> pour you out the window. Um, okay, let's move on then, shall we, to mm-hmm. the um, Sif of the week. Um, oh, cripes, there's bubbles going everywhere here, listeners. Uh, Sif of the week, then. Uh, who are we going to start with? Anthony, just get get it off the chest. Mm-hmm. It's probably your chiropractor, kind, isn't it? Kind, kind of heavy. No, he sorted me out. He was heavy, was he? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East, and though I don't agree with uh, Western geopolitics and the situation with what we're doing in the, in the Middle East, you know, things could be dealt with a lot better, but... Having said that, you know, I can understand why there's hatred coming from that side of the world to the West. But regardless of that, this bombing in Manchester that happened recently, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, two, three weeks ago. <clears throat> it's not good, man. You know, I, I understand people are passionate in life and they want to fight for something that they believe in. But bombing kids, there's never any excuse for that, man. Yes. That's just that's wrong. So the suicide bombers in Manchester, man, you're a Sith. I'm sorry. Whatever your beliefs in, you know, I love Muslims, I love people from all over the world. Whatever your beliefs, fight for something good, but don't go and blow up kids. That's just wrong. I How, totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> How about just not fight at all? Exactly, you know, fight, I mean, fight for a belief rather than fight, fight, you know. It's, it's good to stand up for something you believe in, but yeah. blowing, other, blowing other people up, you know, it's not the way forward. I just think if anyone has a little bit of a thing they want to fight for, just go and... Take a break. Sing a song. Have a glass of wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go or sing a song, absolutely. And then mm-hmm. just kind of think about what it is you really want yeah, to get to. Don't blow someone up. There's no need. Come on, people. Peace and love, everyone. Okay, yes. great, Anthony. Thank you for that. Um, Wendy, mm-hmm. sift me. Uh, is this management office, people? 
my store area, you know. Okay, so the management people in your store, uh, the, uh, where you have your rest, your your winery, vineyard. No, not my shop. <laughs> I don't have a vineyard. <laughs> just, the just, vineyard. just there in town. Yeah. Okay. Where you have your to where you have your grapes. <laughs> yes. So what's the problem? What, what, what's happened? Come on. Fresh so it was raining and I got my new wine orders arrived, yeah. and uh, I asked them if I can let the truck drive right uh, in front of my store so yeah. the, the wine labels won't be ruined be, because of the rain yeah they won't let me do it because they say it's safety issues oh yes. that wine see lots of tricycles scooters running around super fast on the same street so what about the safety issues now yeah the <laughs> irony so management yeah. of Huafa area yes. not, not of your business no not of the actual Just Huafa the, the place they lease the okay so yeah. the, Interesting, but I mean, Anthony, I, I, you know, this group um, I've come across a, a, a lot in terms of very strange business policies. Um, may I add? Um, sometimes I just think, actually, I would say more in China, it's a, there's a lot more leeway to get, to do a few things. Like, can I just drive that truck down that street? I've just got to put something in there. Yeah, yeah, make sure, make sure, no problem. Whereas in England, you've got to get fifty, sixty different licenses, and you know, I don't know. Permit. But did you try and homebound them? <clears throat> no. No, you didn't go for that. I don't want to. You give them a bottle of wine. A glass of wine? <laughs> no. Well, there's there's a China Jedi tip for you. <laughs> Always works for us. Um, yeah, next time you need a truck to pull up to shop. You're trying to teach me to be land. Chinese? <laughs> In the irony. Um, okay. Yeah, you don't know to bribe people yeah. in China? No, I'm too proud to do that. Ah, well, well oh, if there's there anything we're not... Another matter, Chinese pride. Yeah, we're definitely not pride. Pride. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, yeah totally understand. Mm -hmm. Did you manage to get the job done, though? Did you get wine bottles without mushy... No, but next time I won't ask them. I will just let the, the truck driver drive in. Now, now, that's a very... Now, now, hold me up here. I've got to say something on this show. I found in my experience of living in this lovely country that sometimes when you do things the right way, mm -hmm. they end up bringing you a lot of problems. That's very, very true. So now, and I'm, I'm not saying this on a podcast as official <laughs> China Jedi tip, <laughs> but sometimes when you want to be a right person and do things the right way, in China, don't do bother right doing it. Okay. Yeah, me and my I friends admit, talk about this uh, yeah. lots of times, you know, like... You know, in Western countries, it's good if you follow the rules. Mm. But in China, if you, like in the airport, when you try to, you know, get in the line, but some people always cut in yeah. front of you. Yeah. So when you do, like you said, when you follow the rules, you got problems. When you don't, then you get away with a lot of things. Well, I find the problem in here sometimes is the rigidity. What is rigidity? Being rigid, like a, a metal rod that won't bend. And he likes rigidity. When you give someone, when you give someone a, a task in China, they will follow that task exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's a, a slight problem that veers off it a little tiny bit, that that person doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So they've been told to follow their their task exactly to this line. And if they need someone to do something slightly off it, they won't. Yeah. Because they're afraid to do something a little bit different. So in that respect, I understand why in China it's easier sometimes to just not ask. Because many times in China I've said, may I, blah, 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 and the instant answer is no. Exactly. Because it doesn't fit in what, what they've been told then to do. So it's do it, easier just to... Care. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you just do it, 
then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely I mean my research avoid oh, management <laughs> well the researchers have been rigid in my ear Anthony apparently this is going to be the longest pod show ever you like and, something um, rigid in your yeah, ear and that's the reason uh, <laughs> researchers okay so, so what's your sit you then to... young Christopher <laughs> ankle knits Ankle knits. Yes. You know when you go out now in the summer. Is that a real thing? <laughs> no, I'm making. I'm, I'm, let's make it something. I think maybe you mean a gnat. No, I'm going to go with knits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you go outside now in the summer, something is breeding in this heat. Biting your. They're not mosquitoes. You sit down and you, you just get bit. Yeah, they're not mosquitoes. Okay, that's I more can... likely a gnat. Yeah, but I'm nits. calling them nits. You call them uncle? <laughs> <laughs> you just said uncle. uncle. Okay, Uncle's are good. Nits. Uncle nits. <laughs> You've not met his family, have you? No. <laughs> they're, they're, you know these annoying little things that just make me it? Yeah. Yes. Wendy, what's mm. this? This? Mm. Ankle. 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 I thought ankle, ankle is here on the other side. Well, it's both, yeah. Well, you I mean, said ankle, not uncle. Oh, 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 you said ankle, not uncle. <laughs> I didn't even get that. Oh. Very good, very good. Okay, there you go. Oh, the listeners are all over the place here. This is terrible, but let's shut this down. Yeah, your uncle knits. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, yeah, the ankle knits are my oh. real, or as you would say, Anthony, gnats. The things that get around there. And even when you put mosquito repellent on, listeners, they still nip you. So, they are my sifts uh, of the week. Because Chris has... Ankle knits. <laughs> <laughs> Only periodically. When the, when Don't the, put when your head near his ankles. When the, when the summer comes out. Okay, <laughs> let's move into CJ plug time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. Yeah, plug time then. Let's plug away at something um, interesting, positive uh, going on that we want to promote, tell the listeners about in our community. Who's going to start? Anthony, I'm going to go with you. Okay. Hurry up. China Charity Foundation. Excellent. Wendy, your, your turn. No, I, that's it. I'm not going to go into the website or anything because it's a real mouthful. So, like, Google or, like, <laughs> mouthful search, website. China Charity Foundation. Okay, and okay. what are they doing? That They organise and, like, uh, authorise all sorts of different international charities. They're a group of people in China that, like, get together all the other different charities. So That sounds so China rigid. Charity foundation china charity it is rigid no ankle china nets. charity charity no. foundation right china, china charity, charity. Foundation. <laughs> moving on moving on <laughs> wendelina mm, by hi. the way can i just say my grandma used to have a ghost she's passed away now um oh. um my grandma but she had a ghost no she wasn't called wendelina at all she was called Wilhelmina. Okay, move on. Okay, what's your plug of the week? Plug away. Just think about Chris's. Mm, I think I'm going to spirits. Continue what doing what I have been doing. And also, uh, it's the cheers spirit. We. Yeah. We, cheers in that spirit. Let's cheers. Cheers to cheers. Uh, <laughs> not just that. We will keep uh, spreading the wine culture in China and uh, try to teach more and more young Chinese people to, to understand wine culture, wine culture <laughs> while you get drunk. <laughs> I do apologise for my co-host. It's a polite way of putting like, uh, 
getting pissed, right? The wine culture. Thank yeah. you, Anthony. Anyway, yeah. we just want more Chinese people, especially young people, to understand more about wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful drink. It comes from the land, from Mother Nature, from the grape. Mm -hmm. No longer, I'm afraid, listeners, does people like Anthony put their smelly, dirty feet onto it's the grape. It's a shame, the, the um, amount of flavour I'd have. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, cheers everyone again. Do you have a website by the way, Andy? Uh, Wendy, Andy? Um, our, uh, our, our company? Yeah. Yes, um, www.cheerswine.com. Okay, are you sure there's not a hyphen in there? Uh, yeah. Uh, so cheers-wine.com. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Hyphen wine. Oh, okay. Hey, that's, what that's what we're here to do. Huh? Okay, so uh, marvellous. Cheerswine.com. We've really had a really cheery time today, Wendy. Um, as we always do. Okay, so I'm going to... get drunk while supporting charities. <laughs> charities aside, here's a charity for you, Anthony. Here's my plug. Fergal Allen. Fergal Allen? Are you drunk? No. <laughs> did you say that correctly or was no, that your drunk? I, I, I did. Fergal Allen, Allen is a dear friend from university of mine. Fergal. Fergal Allen from, from Ireland. And I've been to where he's from in Ireland. It's beautiful. Say that all in one word now. Fergal Allen. Fergal Allen. Yes. From Ireland. Fergal Allen. Sound of the students, but only Fergal listening now will understand what that means. SOS. Um, coming at you. He finally um, met a lady that wanted to marry him. Wait. Yeah. And her name's Martha, so I guess she's going to become Martha Allen. Although in China she... Fergal Allen and Martha Allen from... Fergal Ireland. and Martha Allen. Is that quite all right for you there? I think I can get in there. You're getting it. No, but Fergal, we are in the right spirit. I haven't seen him for so long. Um, and he's got married recently in Tuscany, in Italy, where they, of course, make the most wine in the world. So oh, how yeah. that's wrapped around. So, Fergal, I hope that you had a marvellous wedding and you drunk a lot of wine. Yeah, congratulations, Fergal. Yeah, and... Um, Many happy years to you. Absolutely indeed, my friend. And I look forward to meeting Martha at uh, some time and um, tasting some wine some wine yeah. <laughs> yes. not sure where you're going with that with your some friend's wine. new wife I was <laughs> tasting her oh, cooking her was, cooking uh, yes her cooking there you go because you know what's the hallmark of a good wife yeah, okay, so we move on now. Sorry, sure. something funny, but... Yeah, no, congratulations to Mr and Mrs Allen, and um, thanks for the invite, you fucker. Okay, so let's move <laughs> back into Guess Who. We've got to remember... Yeah, Guess Who then, um, a YouTuber. I'm going to give you an extra clue if you want one. Absolutely. So she's not really Chinese, help. Yes, she? she? Well, Chinese raised in Australia. She's a famous... She's born in Guangzhou. How many more Chinese do you want to be? Lots of people born in China. Yes, that's I, true. I, I don't know. <laughs> Lots of people born in China. Doesn't mean they're Chinese. Yeah. Anthony, take the glass away from her. Okay. <laughs> Just because they're born in China doesn't make them Chinese. Don't you know that? Yeah, exactly. Come on, Wendy. Oh, Chris, she lives in Australia now. Don't argue with she's the show. A, she's a traitor. I'm just a pawn. They tell <laughs> me what to say. I'm just a machine. Okay, here we go. So your extra clue, which clearly is not going to help you in any way, um, is uh, this. She is a very level-headed girl. Unlike some. Go. Okay, I know who it is. She absolutely has no airs <laughs> about herself. No airs. Yeah. So she likes shopping. She likes makeup. There's only just one like girl I know that's level-headed. So that's why I know. Listeners, I've never had such raucousness right, on a podcast. Ladies, I don't mean that at all. Can you allow the host to speak? Absolutely. She feels the entire question of trying to be special 
has been overrated. In the words of this phenomenal YouTuber, my first goal for my channel is to provide my audience with the best experience I can possibly give them. Whether it be entertainment, education or inspiration, that comes before my need to be unique or perhaps it does make me unique. She is always trying to offer something new to her audience and loves to be at the top of the game. Always. Top As of the we game. Do top of the YouTube game. Yeah. Come on. Rock on. Top of the game. So, what are we saying? Any idea? If you don't know, just guess. Uyula. Oh, Uyula. <laughs> Marvellous. I love that. Okay. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. Anthony? I remember that expression. Definitely. I don't think you can beat that answer, Anthony. Can I repeat it? Go on, then. Uyula. Excellent. <laughs> so, listeners, for those out there that don't know who it is, the answer of the... Um, Guess who game? Yes, that's the one we're playing. Is none other than Wenji. Oh, of course, Wendy, Wenji. And I, I couldn't Wendy. have been more. Wenji. Wenji <laughs> is your double ganger. She's otherwise known as Wendy Acher. Acher. Oh, Acher. Wendy, you didn't know that. Yeah. No, even if you told me the name. I if you go to YouTube and type in Wenji, W E N G I E, you are going to get a YouTube. J I E. Wenji. Wenji. W E N G I E. G I E. G I E, not J I E. No, G. When G. Yeah. When G. Okay, so G. So there you go. That's her. And listeners, if you want some tips on how to put lots of makeup on, go there. I would check that out tonight. Do you need it? I need lots. Do you think I need it? I think you look pretty without makeup. Thank you so much. Does he need it? I need lots of makeup. You put makeup on. Does he need more makeup on? Need some under the eyes. No. <laughs> you definitely need some more hair. There's nothing you can do there. Um, anyway, um, from Bushes to The Last Emperor's Song, original as always, uh, Wendy, this song is called I Feel Good from a band based in Guangzhou called Di Baochar. Di Baochar. How would you say that in Chinese if I said that right? Di Baochar. Di yeah. I don't know. I couldn't see the Chinese characters, well, so I'm not sure the tone. Anyway, his name is uh, Chuck Woenyi Pat Chike. Um, so he made the Chinese name called Di Baochar, which is probably a good idea. Hey Mei Ren Shigua. He's from Nigeria in West Africa. He's a songwriter and singer, the performing artist, who lives, as I've just said, in Guangzhou. And this is the song, I Feel Good. Wendy, it's been lovely. Nice to have you. you in, Wendy. Thank you. I'm glad to come here. One last cheers, yeah, I suppose. Cheers. We go. cheers, guys. This is China Jedi, people. Come, baby, in the so water, Iron. Ching, Iron, in the so water, Bobby. Come, baby, loose through the world. Yeah.
China Jedi podcast, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.